0: Welcome to End of the Age. Vince DeGaugh here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Yes, President Biden did test positive for COVID. However, that's not what we're talking about as much as we know you would love to discuss that today and what it means to Bible prophecy, but that's not what we're going to talk about. Um, Ezekiel 38, which is a key Bible chapter containing what is believed to be important end time prophecies, trended on Twitter this week and so people are quickly pointing out that current events happening could be leading to um, prophetic scriptures and how they're connected and so the question is posed is Ezekiel 38 coming together in real time very interesting thing to discuss Doug because there's a lot of people believe that so much so that it's trending on Twitter
1: yeah and you know the uh, the whole trending thing that I've been inundated with emails, phone calls for the last couple of days ever since the story broke. Uh, and so th- because of the the three key people involved, the three key nations that are involved there, uh, it it is straight out of Bible prophecy. but there's some folks that are teaching some things that uh, you know like this battle is getting ready to happen that the Battle of Gog and Magog is right around the corner now because of this situation. So uh, very interesting. We got uh, some scripture to put with that and kind of talk about it. Well,
0: before we do that, I do want to remind you that this month is a very special month because Urban Baxter would have been 77 years old and we like to celebrate big around here at End Time Ministries and so we would have had a birthday party and all the fun stuff going on for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in honor of Irvin Baxter and the legacy that he has left all of us, Uh, we wanted to make some of his key resources available um, for a special deal to kind of have fun with his birthday. They're life-changing deals. You can go to endtime.com slash birthday to see them. Irvin's last words, which are his last sermon, his last radio show, his last TV show, and his last conference, along with Understanding the End Time, our foundational series here at End Time and then also Revelation Volume 1 and Volume 2. These are some pretty unbelievable deals. We do not do these very often, uh, but they're available for a much lower donation uh, than normal. In fact, Irvin's Last Words are available for a donation of any amount. So some people give 5 bucks, some people give 20 bucks, and some give a whole lot more than that too. So whatever the Lord lays on your heart for that particular product, Irvin's Last Words, and then the other ones are listed there. So go to endtime.com birthday, or give us a call at 800 end time, 800-363-8463. We'll be happy to help you out over the phone. Again, we are taking your calls, 877 in time is the number to join us. And before, I guess I need to let everybody know also, uh, the Houston conference that was happening uh, this weekend has been canceled. Uh, the local church there have had a number of people get sick, uh, that are unable, uh, that, that are key players in helping the conference happen. They're unable to assist at this point, and so they had to cancel, unfortunately. And so um, we regret that Dave and Jana will not be in Houston, Texas, this weekend for that conference. All right, Doug. It's kind of a big
1: deal. Because I know there's people that were looking forward to that conference. Yeah,
0: we, we love Houston. Yeah. We love everyone in Houston. And so uh, yeah. unfortunate that we can't make it there. This Ezekiel 38 thing, how, how, when you see this trending, you get all these calls and emails. Um, How excited do you get that that there's actually, I mean, because even if, even if we don't agree with any of the stuff, let's say that were the case. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool that a Bible chapter is trending on Twitter alongside all the other mess that might be there.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, hard not to get excited when you see the pieces of the puzzle being moved around. Because we've been talking about it for months now, Vince, about all the different things that are coming at us right now. That things are happening so quickly that it's difficult for us to keep up with everything, because of the fact that there's so many prophecies that appear to be lining up. And this is just another one that appears to be lining up right now. It's very interesting uh, that Russia, uh, that the Uh, Vladimir Putin has has met with Iran and with Turkey and that they've made this alliance. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, mainstream Christian media is talking about it. Mainstream Christian pastors are talking about it. Uh, There there are uh, pastors that aren't normally talking about um, prophecy that are talking about this because they know enough about prophecy to say, "Hey, we know this is something that uh, the Bible tells us to look out for." So it's it's very interesting. It's very exciting, uh, you know not not to the the fact that we're talking about you know uh, a horrible battle that's going to happen, but a, as fact uh, that we have prophecy that's coming together in our lifetime that we can sit there and look at, and it definitely gives us the understanding that we are in the last days just before Jesus comes back. So that's something to get excited about. I saw someone tweet,
0: uh, their handle is Friend in the West. They tweeted, Magog is growing, Ezekiel 38 is trending, and a pre-trib rapture is still widely taught, perilous times. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, we don't necessarily line up with that either, and so that's some of the things that we're going to talk about.
0: Well, I think they're saying it's perilous times, a pre-trib rapture is still <laughs> it's taught. It's still being taught, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so it, we don't think there's a pre-trib rapture, Doug. No, sir, we don't. And I know that's going to get a lot of people, you know, going in the chat, especially. Well,
0: if you are pre-trib, this Ezekiel 38 is not a concern,
1: right? Is that true? Well, it depends on how you look at it, Vince. Because there are some people that are that are talking about this is the battle, you know, that will be the battle that we get zapped out of here, right? You know, at the at the time when this battle is getting ready to start. So if you're a pre-trib. Uh, believer, a lot of people think, oh, this is, you know, our one of our last signs that we're going to see this line up and then Jesus comes back and takes us out. And so, uh, you know, that is that's one of the things that I've talked to some folks about this week, uh, about that particular stance and why they believe that. And so there's a lot of interesting things. I mean, we could do more than one program out of this topic. Hmm. I I promise you. How about um,
0: rapture, the word rapture? Because Some people hear that and they turn you off immediately because that word's not in the Bible. Yeah. And so they just shut you off.
1: What are we talking about when we say rapture? Well, we're talking about the resurrection, Vince, and uh, the first resurrection to be exact. And so uh, even though the word rapture is not found, there is a a word there that means uh, to uh, escape or to be pulled out of. And, And it's the same thing as the resurrection is what we're talking about. So... Because of that, that's why a lot of times when I'm answering in emails and even when I talk to people on, fo- on the phone, I prefer to use the word resurrection as opposed to rapture because there's a lot of people that do kind of get up in arms about that word. So,
0: All right. Well, we'll be talking more about Russia and Iran and Ezekiel 38 on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Uh, do give us a call. The number to join us with your questions or comments is 877-IN-TIME. 877 8463 We'll be right back.
2: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be
0: filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy go to intime.com/future or call 800
2: intime that's 800 363
3: 8463 Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided.
2: gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy call one 800 end or visit endtime.com slash events for more information
0: Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. Ezekiel 38 has been trending on Twitter this week. Many are thinking that it is unfolding in real time and that current events are happening and focus on prophetic um, scriptures are kind of rising right now due to it. And so... We are going to be talking about that. Doug, Ezekiel 38, is there any questions around that chapter that you want to pick off right here out of the gate? Or do we not want to address any of that until later?
1: Yeah, let's address it after we kind of talk about the article a little bit.
0: All right. There's a story that was put out by CBN News. And it's uh, posing the question, are the biblical end times upon us? The shocking Russia-Iran moment that just caused Ezekiel 38 to trend. And so they uh, talking about the current events that are happening Embattled Russian President Vladimir Putin made what the Washington Post called a rare international trip to Iran this week as the Ukraine war drags on and tensions with the West continue to boil. Putin's trip is perplexing and troubling for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, Russia and Iran are shunned by numerous nations, most notably the United States. These isolated countries share in that dynamic as well as in their quest for power. Beyond that, Putin's trip seems to indicate closer ties between the Allies as he met with Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei and Iranian President Abraham Rossi before convening with Turkish President Recap, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Is this why you wanted me to read it, Doug? Yeah, always. Man. Right. Those names kill me. It's also <laughs> impossible to ignore the fact Putin's visit to Iran comes right after President Joe Biden visited Israel. Mm-hmm. A nation, Iran, has repeatedly threatened. Biden and Israel address concerns over Iran, a longstanding global issue for which no real solution seems to be on the table. Take that along with the other global catastrophes and events unfolding, and there's much to discuss. Well we know that to be true. Yeah, absolutely every day. Yeah. Uh, the world is at a precious juncture which has led many pastors and end time experts to openly ponder whether the biblical prophecies about the end of days are starting to unfold. Yeah. Are we
1: openly pondering these things, Doug? Some are openly pondering it. Yes. I I don't know that we're openly pondering. Well, I, I mean, I guess I we, mean, are. we we're are, talking about it. We've so, been doing this for a while. We're and, doing it in the open, so yeah. Um so. <laughs> but we don't have to wonder
0: because no. we these things have been happening for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk more about that, but The natural question with these events and proclamation in mind is, why was Ezekiel 38 trending on Twitter? At the simplest level, the events above caught Bible readers' eyes for fascinating reason. It all boils down to the Gog and Magog prophecy discussed in that chapter, which many believe references Russia. Many believe this Gog, an individual, will be a future leader from Russia, thought to be Magog. According to Ezekiel, this Gog from Magog will attack Israel and other partner nations, including Persia, but God will step in and defeat the coalition. Persia is a modern-day Iran. Mm-hmm. The next natural question is, why do many Bible experts believe Magog is Russia? Kinley explains some reasons, including geographic placement and directional mentions in Scripture. By quote, from a biblical perspective, anytime you have directions given in the Bible, then you always start with Israel being kind of the center of the compass and it speaks about these nations coming from the uttermost parts of the north. If you just do the straight
1: line north of Israel, you're going to land in the middle of Russia. Yeah. So there you go. That's the, the story on it. Yeah. So the, the whole thing about it trending. So you know how I am with the trending things. I, I don't keep up with a whole lot of the trending things. Oh, I was going to say, no, I have no idea. Well, you know me. It's that there I, isn't anything to know. I don't know the difference between a, a tweet and a tiktok so you know i'm just kind of they're the basically the same thing on a different platform well but. there you go so so this is trending and that's what's interesting that's what got people interested that i've talked to people okay, probably let, that,
0: let me tell you you need to know this it okay like thank you, you, you. Know thank you
1: there is a trending spot
0: on you know like on facebook where you go to your friend requests yeah there is a tab on twitter where you can see what's trending gotcha. and by trending it just means that this it's same word right is being used a lot, okay. so much so that it makes the trending list. And so, so many people tweeted Ezekiel 38 that it became a trending topic. And you can click that and then see all the tweets that say Ezekiel gotcha. 38 in it. Wow. And so. It's fascinating. It's, it would be like if we launched a certain uh, campaign like Merry Christmas Starbucks or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then it became trending. Mm-hmm. That would be a pretty cool thing that we made it on the trending list.
1: There you go. Because so,
0: millions of people, maybe even tens of millions or hundreds of millions are seeing it. Yeah. So Ezekiel 38 is being seen by hundreds of millions of people potentially. So it's pretty cool. It's it's really cool because... It sounds uh, like it's a lot cooler than what you realized. But you're not expressing any type
1: of coolness. Man, I'm, I'm just kind of soaking it all in right now. <laughs> it's just, wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the great thing about it is it's getting people's attention, uh, people who normally probably wouldn't even know anything about Ezekiel 38. So that's the great thing about it. And, and we know that Scripture tells us that in the end time that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached into all the world, and then the end will come. And so it gives us, uh, you know, even an insight into that. If it's trending to the point to where it's got people checking it out on social media, That's a wonderful thing because at least it gets people looking at a Bible scripture and looking at things that are happening in the news. And then, you know, they reach out to uh, people like In Time Ministries and ask, hey, is there, what's the significance in this Ezekiel 38 thing I keep seeing? So that's where the really cool thing comes into play. But the, the thing is, is that when you do have a situation like that, Vince, there's going to be, You know, a thousand different perspectives of it or a thousand different opinions. And so it's always uh, fun for me because I get to take people straight to the scripture and say, well, let's look at scripture to answer your question. And if we can start in scripture to answer a question, it's always the best place to start and and to deal with the situation. So, uh, Well, as I'm reading that story,
0: I'm sitting here going, "Okay, you know, it says that the um, it boils down to the Gog and Magog prophecy. Mm -hmm. discussed in that chapter, which many believe references Russia. Right. So do we teach that Gog and Magog involves Russia? Yes, we do. So we agree with that part. Absolutely. And then, uh, let's see, Magog, excuse me, um, Gog is an individual, they're saying?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what some people believe. We'll kind of get into that as we break this down a little bit and why we believe Russia is involved in it. Uh, In Persia's modern-day Iran? Yes. So we're on board with all that. So we far. are on board with that, yes, absolutely. And so uh, when we when we start looking at the, the scriptures and then kind of breaking this down, you'll understand. But the parts that uh, that I've had questions about, so many different people have asked about, and that article uh, pretty much lines up with things that we believe uh They didn't really go into, it goes into a little bit more uh, in different places. There's some things in there that uh, don't line up exactly with what we believe and teach here. But, uh, you know, it's from their perspective what they believe. And so that's why I said I've got people coming in and and asking me questions, uh, calling in, emailing me, and asking me about certain things about this because I've gone everywhere from is this war about to happen is this the sixth trumpet war that you guys talk about all the time? What exactly does this mean? And so um, that's why I'm, I'm happy to kind of get into the Scripture and kind of break it down a little bit.
0: So Ezekiel 38 unfolding right now. The story is, is that Putin is meeting with the folks in Iran. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a picture you want to show. When is that? You want to show that?
1: When yeah, show well, I mean, that? we can... Actually, I just had that picture put up there so we can show everybody that's involved there. Uh, if we have that picture, yeah, help there us, they are. Help us know
0: who these people are.
1: Yeah. So uh, if those of you on the radio, it's got a picture of these three men that uh, they're standing there holding hands together, and you've got Putin on the uh, far left there, and then uh, the Iranian. Yeah. What's um, his name, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> what What Vince said earlier. The uh, I guess the. I can't remember what they call that person. Ayatollah or something like that? Yeah, Ayatollah or whatever. And then there's uh, Erdogan, which is the leader of uh, Turkey on the far right. And they're standing there with their hands uh, together and and lifting up because they've made this alliance. And that part of it right there, that is uh, just, you know, that was like the publicity photo for this. But that was what was part of what was trending Uh, On social media there. So people
0: see this photo Mm -hmm. and they go, okay, Gog and Magog is happening at any moment.
1: Yeah, see, if you just saw that picture, you probably wouldn't be able to derive that. So somebody that had a little bit of knowledge put that together. Well, But I'm saying,
0: you know, they see Russia and Iran holding hands there,
1: lifting them up like we're at peace with each other is the message it's like
0: they're sending out.
1: And Turkey. And Turkey, it, the interesting thing about Turkey also, Vince, is that the Turkey controls the Ataturk Dam. They're in control of a dam that can actually uh, dry up the Euphrates River. And so um, to have Turkey involved in this, up to this point, Turkey's pretty much been an ally with uh, Israel. But now it looks like that tide is beginning to turn, and they are actually listed in the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, and that's why it's a big deal. So Ezekiel 37, that contains the the prophecy of the dry bones, okay? So that's an amazing prophecy that shows us this dry bones that Ezekiel sees and God tells him to begin to prophesy over these dry bones and he watches as muscle comes on the bones and then skin and they become this amazing huge army. And we believe that that is the rebirth of Israel that happened in May of 1948, May 14th of 1948. That's actually the day my granddaughter was born, it was May 14th, not 1948, oh, like, but really? May 14th okay. It's her birthday. But uh, <laughs> it's also the birth of the nation of Israel back in 1948. So a lot of people hold to the fact that this is a significant moment in time. And we do too. We believe that that is a prophecy that started this prophetic will to turn to where we are now. Because, you know, for for many years... Um, we've been thinking that, you know, so-and-so could be the Antichrist, so-and-so could be the Antichrist. Well, back before this happened, people believed that Hitler was the Antichrist. But Hitler couldn't have been the Antichrist because there was no Jewish nation. There were Jews, and they were scattered all over the world, but they hadn't been brought back to a nation yet like this prophecy uh, said they would. So this was fulfilled in 1948, and it was a huge moment in prophecy. Uh, started the wheel turning. Now, a lot of people believe that this has got something to do with the generation uh, that will see all these things. And they believe that a generation is, you know, about 80 years typically. So they're looking for Jesus to come back at the, uh, the uh, continuation of that 80-year time period. Well, Uh, We don't necessarily believe that. We believe that the scripture is referring to the generation that sees the abomination of desolation will uh, not pass until all these things are fulfilled. And so that's one of those things that was mentioned in this, uh, not this article particularly, but in some of the things that people were seeing other uh, people talk about and so that's one of the things they wanted to know one of the questions so that's why I started off there with Ezekiel 37 just kinda giving a background of what we believe in what that meant in the prophetic state so the next two chapters though Vince is let's... what
0: we're getting into and this is where it starts trending Ezekiel 38 right so I want to remind you that uh, when our videos go live you know there's several hundred thousand people who follow us on Facebook Most of them, in fact, almost all of them don't get notified. And so when you share this video or when you uh, hit the heart icon and even when you comment, that helps us out a lot getting the message out. And so uh, let's just pause for a moment and hit the share button. Help us out by uh, getting this message out. And with a topic like Ezekiel 38 um, being addressed today and hopefully we bring some clarity on some things that are being posed out there uh, in social media and uh, maybe explain some stuff, um, hopefully that can get out. And so when you share, when you comment, it helps us spread the word even more. So please do that when we, while, as we dive into Ezekiel 38 here. We are taking your calls. I want to remind you of that. The number to join us is 877 entime time, 363 So Ezekiel 38. Ezekiel 37 is the uh, dry bones about the rebirth of Israel. And now we get to Ezekiel 38, Doug. Yeah. And this is World War III,
1: right? <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Yeah. Okay. There is a war. There, there is a war. Yeah, this is this is talking about a war that's going to take place. This is a futuristic war, but not that war that you just mentioned. So uh, do you want to read that scripture from 38? Because this gives us uh, the people that are involved. Sure. Uh, starting in verse 1. And the word of the Lord came
0: unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech." and Tubal, and prophesy against them against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn thee I will turn thee back, and put hooks into thy jaw, and I will bring thee forth and thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya, with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of uh, Togerma of the north quarters and all his bands and many people
1: with thee. Yeah, so like I said, this describes a future attack on Israel. Uh, Magog, uh, Gog and Magog representing Russia there. And then the mainly Islamic countries of Persia, which is, you've said before, is modern day Iran. Uh, even parts of Iraq and uh, Afghanistan could be included in this. Uh, Kush is Ethiopia. Put is Libya. And uh, Gomer is East Europe. And Togama is Turkey. So we'll kind of break that down. I guess I hear the break music coming in. We can break that down a little bit more when we come back.
0: All right. Give us a call, 877 n time 77 We'll get to your calls after the break.
2: Or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Deagle here with Doug Norvell. Don't forget to go to endtime.com birthday as we celebrate what would have been Irvin Baxter's 77th birthday uh, this month in July. And so uh, you have about a week left to access these life-changing deals. The feature is Irvin Baxter's series, Understanding the End Time, Revelation uh, Volume 1, Revelation Volume 2, and Irvin's Last Words. So go check those out. Uh, endtimecom intime.com/birthday. I know Irvin's last words available for a donation of any amount and then everything else is uh, deeply discounted as well. So check that out uh, by going to intime.com/birthday or give us a call at 800 intime 800-363-8463. All right, Doug, do you want to keep going or get to some calls now?
1: How do you want to do this? Well, um We're making it up as we go. Yeah, we kind of are. Let me just say this, because one of the ways that we get that Russia is, uh, is the leader of this coalition is that in Webster's Third International Dictionary, it defines Meshach as the word for Moshi, which it comes from the root word of Moscow. And Moscow is the capital of Russia. And there's also a Tobol River in Russia, and the city has about 47,000 people there. So um, anyway, that's just kind of one of those places where we derive that information and get that information. Uh, so we, we understand that the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 states that Russia, Iran, and Turkey, along with these other nations, come and invade Israel during the Battle of Gog and Magog. So because of that, that's what's making this trend at this point. So um, I just kind of wanted to get that out. That's why we believe that. There's a whole lot more... Uh, you know, that we can talk about this and explain the timing. But if you want to go to the phones, we can we can take some phone calls now if you'd like. All right,
0: let's do it. Um, the number to join us is 877 877 877-363-8463. Let's go to Deborah in Texas. Deborah, welcome to End of the Age.
3: Hi, gentlemen. How are you today?
0: We're well. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you.
3: Okay, I just wanted to make a
1: comment um, real quick.
3: I was taught
1: that God and Magog means east and west. Okay. Uh, well, just like um, what I just kind of talked about there, when we break those words down, especially when we get into uh, the dictionary and it kind of lays some things out, we get a better understanding of that. Uh, but it, we also know that from scripture that the Russian bear is going to be a very large part of this, uh, of this same war because we understand from prophecy that this war, Ezekiel 38 and 39, is the same war as the Battle of Armageddon. And we know that because we have scripture references that uh, we can go to and reference that. So we, we understand specifically that, that Magog is going to be that russian force that's going to lead this coalition down and that's why this is such an important uh chain of events that's happening right now deborah okay well um that's why i thought Gog was russia because um it said that uh, it was the chief of two ball and
0: so
1: that would mean it was was russia i agree with you there anyway, I just wanted to make a comment about that. All right. And also, the other day, y'all were talking about uh, Mystery Babylon, and I was taught that um, it meets um, the original Babylonian religion, and that's why, um, because she's represented as a big church in the end times. Yes. Mystery Babylon. We believe Mystery Babylon to, to be... Uh, the one-world religion, and that that is going to be uh, Rome and the Vatican. So uh, we we definitely line up with that. That Babylon is a religious uh, a religious structure, a religious church.
3: Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. Y'all have a
0: good day. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Thanks, Deborah. We appreciate your call. Uh, join us again. Eight seven seven N time. Eight seven seven three six three. Eight, four, six, three. So there's some people in the chat wanting to know if uh, this is the Sixth Trumpet War. And, of course, we kind of referenced that earlier, but can we explain in greater detail why this is or is not the Sixth Trumpet War?
1: Yes. And so um, one of the reasons why is we know that Sixth Trumpet War is what's getting ready to happen, right, Vince? We talk about that quite a bit, and that that war starts from uh, that same area, that region of... Uh, the Euphrates River. Uh, The thing about that is we believe that that war is different than this one because this war specifically will be against Israel, this Gog and Magog. That world war or that six trumpet war is a world war. It's going to be a war that's going to involve a 200 million man army and it's going to kill one third of mankind. So it's going to be a worldwide situation that's happening there. Uh, another thing we believe about that is that it's going to go nuclear and it's going to be uh, a, a short war, a nuclear war that kills one third of mankind. And with that war, that will usher in uh, the Antichrist and the peace treaty that we're expecting. We, we believe that the war will come first and then through that one third of mankind being killed, that that will cause uh, many to cry out for this Middle East peace Uh, agreement. And then that will start the final seven years, uh, which leads me to the timing of this Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. We believe this war to be the same war as the battle of Armageddon, which will happen at the end of that final seven years at the time that Jesus Christ comes back.
0: So one thing we say, too, is we can't say for certain if the Sixth Trumpet War happens before or after the peace treaty. Right. So we we don't find in Scripture where that's clearly defined because it's not to our knowledge. And so, um, is it possible that the Battle of Armageddon could happen before the Sixth Trumpet War?
1: No, there's there's no way that that's going to happen and Scripture gives us that information. So, so, then,
0: so then we're kind of letting people down. This is a trending topic. If this is the <laughs> Battle of Armageddon and we say it's unfolding right now, people are freaking out about it or talking about it a lot, yeah. um, we're saying... Well, it's not Ezekiel 38. Pretty straightforward, well, right? The,
1: the thing is, it, even if it is the, um, the alliance that's happening there is forming what Ezekiel 38 is talking about, that, that alliance that they made, that could be the alliance from Ezekiel 38, but that doesn't mean that the war of Gog and Magog is happening now. Uh, it just means that the pieces of the puzzle are being set up. Russia and Iran have been allies for quite a while. Uh, to throw Turkey in the mix is is just another one of those that you 're looking at and you 're going wow there 's another one uh, but there's many people involved in there that aren 't part of this coalition yet uh, like we talked about uh, before the break there I was telling you Ethiopia is involved and there's uh, other other Islamic nations that will be involved in that at that time when that happens but the the deal is is the scriptures that line up. Together with Ezekiel 38 and 39, that line up with the Battle of Armageddon, and so maybe if we if we talk more about those scriptures and let folks understand how there are similarities in the scriptures of this battle and the Battle of Armageddon, that'll help kind of clear things up.
0: All right. And before we do that, if we could, um, has World
1: War III already started, or is it getting ready to start? Well, it could start at any time. Some people believe that it started already, that that Six Trumpet War has been going on since, uh, you know, September 11th um, at the event that we call uh, 9-11, you know, and uh, that when that war started, this actually started the Third World War. We don't know that for sure. We haven't come to a point to where we feel like that's what's happened. It looks like that uh, Six Trumpet War is something that is – you know, on the verge of happening at any time, especially with things heating up like Iran trying to develop a nuclear warhead. And we know that uh, Israel can't allow that to happen because Iran has made so many threats to wipe her off the face of the earth. And so there's there's no way that Iran can get a bomb and Israel feel like she has peace and safety. OK. All right. So uh, where do you want to go from here? Ezekiel 38. You want to read a little bit more of that? All right. Well, these are places where they line up uh, with other scriptures. So i tell you what. How about you read Ezekiel 38, and then I'll read from Revelation chapter 6. All right. We'll start in
0: verse 18, and it says And
1: it shall come to pass
0: at the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes and the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth, and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake into my presence, and the mountains shall be uh, thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground, and I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother, And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon many people that are with him and overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations and shall know that I am the Lord.
1: Okay, and so here in this scripture you've got a lot of things that are going on there. First of all, the Lord says that His wrath, the fire of His wrath, has He spoken. So we're talking about God's wrath here. Then we talk about the fury that comes up in His face. It talks about the great shaking of the land of Israel. It talks about mountains being thrown down and steep places uh, falling to the ground. And then it talks about great hailstones, fire and brimstone talks about the Lord being magnified. He will magnify himself and that all the nations will know that he's the Lord. Okay. Now let me read just a a little bit of Revelation chapter 6 here starting with verse 12 to verse 17. It says, And I beheld uh, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. So an earthquake happened in Ezekiel 38, a great earthquake happens here. And the sun became black as sackcloth, as hair... Uh, ...of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree cast her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll and rolled together, and every mountain... And every island were moved out of their place. So once again, mountains being moved, being moved out of their place, being crumbled to the ground. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich man, and the chief captains, the mighty man, and every bondman, every free man hid themselves in the dens, in the rocks of the mountains and said unto the mountain rocks, fall upon us and hide us from the face of him that setteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. So again, we've got... Uh, wrath it says then in 17 it says for the great day of his wrath has come so we got wrath we got earthquakes we've got mountains being moved the same things that's going on there then when we look in revelation 16 vince understanding that the sixth seal the uh, sixth and seventh seal and the seventh trumpet and the seventh vial are all the same event it's the return of Jesus Christ, the battle of Armageddon. So when we look at Revelation 16, starting in verse 17 through 21, it says, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven and from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake. Once again, such was not since the, uh, since men were upon the earth. So mighty was the earthquake, and so great and the great city was divided into three parts, the great city meaning Jerusalem. And the city of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance of God and gave unto her the cup of the uh, wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every mountain and every island were not found, and great hell fell upon the man. So I just kind of had to abbreviate that a little bit because we're up against a break. All right, we'll be right back. Give us a call,
0: 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463.
4: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1 800 End Time to give today, or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one time partner.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell do want to remind all of you that um, unfortunately this weekend's conference has been canceled. The local church they're hosting the event has had a number of their key volunteers get sick and they are unable to host it. And so it has been canceled. Uh, we are looking at a time when we can reschedule. But unfortunately, uh, we will not be having it this weekend. So uh, keep up with endtime.com slash events if you want to know when we will be in your area we'd love for you to come out to one of our events. Um, what else, Doug? Ezekiel 38. It's trending on Twitter this week. And so here we are talking about Ezekiel 38 potentially unfolding before our very eyes. However, we're kind of pumping the brakes on that saying that's not what's happening as far as there's not going to be a war um, that occurs in the coming weeks. That is the Ezekiel 38 war. Yeah. And so we're kind of Throwing some water on that
1: fire, right? I mean, just a little bit. Like, like I said before, it doesn't mean that the alliance is not happening. Now, it just means that uh, when we look at this scripture and we look at the parallels between this battle and the battle of Armageddon, they are the same battle, and so we know that we're at least at least seven years away from that battle happening. So we're about seven to ten years left. Yeah. There you go. Seven to ten years, somewhere in there. Uh, Absolutely. But before the break, I kind of had to cut that short, but I I just wanted to reiterate here that, uh, once again, we had a great earthquake, just like we have in Ezekiel 38, and then great hailstones. It talks about these stones being, uh, that they weigh uh, about uh, the weight of a talent, and man blasphemed God because of the plague of this hail, and because the it was exceedingly great. So we've got the exact same event happening there uh, as we do in Ezekiel 38. And so it's very interesting. So even though we're looking at something, uh, you know, that is uh, actually these coalitions are coming together. It looks like things, it is something to get excited about. It looks like uh, Ezekiel 38 is beginning to line up, uh, but not necessarily the part of the war, but at least the kings are kind of lining up and they're Forming an alliance together. Like I said before, Turkey has up until this point been an ally with Israel. And not only that, but Turkey controls the Ataturk Dam, which is capable of shutting the water off uh, of the Euphrates River. And we know that that is one of the uh, vials that are poured out. It causes the uh, Euphrates River to drive up, making ways. making ways for the kings to cross over and invade Israel. So interesting that Turkey has made this alliance. Now, uh, just like we did before where uh, we had Ezekiel 38 and Scripture out of Revelation, Uh, we have Ezekiel 39 and Revelation 19 that line up. So would you want to read Ezekiel 39 and then I'll hit Revelation 19. Sure, sounds good. Uh, Starting in verse 17, And thou son of man...
0: Thus saith the Lord God, Speak unto every feathered fowl, and to every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves and come, gather yourselves on every side of my sacrifice, that I do sacrifice for you, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that ye may eat flesh and drink blood. Ye shall eat the flesh of the mighty, and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, and of goats, and of bullocks, of them flatlings of Bashan. And ye shall eat fat till ye be full. And drink blood till you be drunken of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. Thus ye shall be filled at my table with horses and chariots, with mighty men, and with all men of war, saith the Lord God. That sounds disgusting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it, it does sound pretty bad. But it's interesting because when you look at this, it's basically saying that there's going to be dead bodies laying all over the place that the animals will be able to come and eat. Um, so very interesting that that's going on. Revelation 19, which is another interesting thing. It, this you just read Ezekiel 39: 17 through 20. Revelation 19: 17 through 20. Very interesting because it lines up exactly with what you just read. And so this says, and we know this for sure is the Battle of Armageddon. It says, Why do it, we know that? Well, I'll, I'll show you at the end of this when okay. I get to verse 20. I'll, I'll explain why we know that. And so Revelation nineteen seventeen, it says, And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, To all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together into the supper of the great God, that ye may eat fle- the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and them that set on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that set on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he did deceive them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. So we got a lot of information right there. One of them is that uh, lines up completely with Ezekiel 39 about the feast of the mighty man, the kings and their horses and all those things. But then we get a little bit more Information here out of Revelation 19, it talks about the beast from Revelation 13, and it talks about the false prophet from Revelation 13, the one who uh, wrought miracles before him. Remember, the false prophet uh, does miracles before all men and brings fire down from the sky. So we know this is the beast from Revelation 13, the Antichrist, and his false prophet, the one world religious leader, okay? And then these two, it says that these are two separate beasts, that they are thrown into the lake of burning fire, burning with brimstone. So it goes back to talking about one of the plagues that God will punish people with, the brimstone there. But also, Vince, when we look at Daniel chapter 7, and in Daniel chapter 7, he sees a vision of one like the Ancient of Days that said some books are open, and it talks about the judgment of this little horn. And it tells us that the little horn, Daniel watches until that little horn, who is the Antichrist, is cast into the lake of fire. And so we know that this is the culmination of all this. This is the uh, final battle. It is the Battle of Armageddon, and that lines up perfectly with Uh, Ezekiel 39 and what's happening there so Ezekiel 38 and 39 just so that everybody's clear is the battle of Armageddon and it takes place at the second coming of Jesus Christ
0: so what we're seeing trending on Twitter is not um, I guess going to lead to um, the battle of Armageddon anytime soon you said before I think that we have at least about seven years until we get there
1: yeah, and the way we know that, okay. So the way we know that is Daniel nine twenty seven, right? So,
0: so you're, are you saying that in July of twenty twenty nine, the Battle of Armageddon
1: will take place? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. All right, perfect. I'm Thank saying you. that before before <laughs> this battle happens, there's something very specifically that the Bible tells us has to happen, and so we get that from Daniel chapter nine verse twenty seven. Uh, talking about the confirmation of the covenant, Okay, the the peace agreement. We've talked about many times this will be uh, the peace agreement there between Israel and the Palestinian people. Now, the reason why we know this, because I get this question all the time, well, how do we know that? Well, who are the two peoples that dispute over the land of Israel? It's the Jewish people, the Israeli people, and the Palestinian people. Those two, I mean, they call... Uh, You know, the settlement where the Jewish settlements are close to Samaria, they call those the disputed territory. Well, it's disputed because both say that they have claim to that land. And so that's how we know this peace agreement, this confirmation of the covenant will have to be between those two people. Uh, That peace agreement, Vince, will bring uh, the sharing of the Temple Mount. It'll bring the building of the third temple, and it will bring animal sacrifices and worship to uh, begin again on that mountain, on Mount Moriah, the Temple Mount, uh, because we know that the Antichrist there will stand up in the midst of that week, that seven year period. When it talks about a week there, we're talking about uh, seven years. And in the middle of that seven years, the Antichrist will stand in the temple, he'll declare himself to be God. He'll say there's no need for sacrifice anymore and that declaring himself God is the abomination of desolation. So those things will happen during a final seven-year period. Then after we see the Antichrist revealed, then the Great Tribulation starts because Matthew 24 Uh, Verse 15 through 21 gives us that information. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, let those who be in Judea flee, for then there shall be great tribulation. Okay, so then we have... Now, is that anything to do with the great tribulation, or is that a different great tribulation? That is the great tribulation, the tribulation that everyone talks about. It's not a seven-year tribulation. It's a a three-and-a-half-year tribulation. So is it only going to be in Judea? no it 's going to start there, but there's going to be uh, there 's going to be tribulation everywhere because uh, revelation thirteen also daniel uh, seven twenty five tells us that uh, the Antichrist is going to make war against the saints so that 's not just going to be located in that area, but that 's where the Battle of Armageddon will be it will culminate there, but we know the Antichrist will be fighting more than just that battle in the in the last final three and a half years and so When this all takes place, when we get a peace agreement in Israel, when we see a temple being built, we know we are in that final seven years. They're going to continue to want to split Jerusalem in half. The Jews are not going to allow that to happen, but the Palestinians want Jerusalem as bad as Israel wants Jerusalem. One of the reasons why uh, the battle takes place is going to be over the status of Jerusalem. So that's why this is such uh, an interesting turn of events that's happening there because it does it gets people excited about prophecy and what is coming to pass.
0: Well, and sometimes when people are getting excited about it, they're getting fearful. Um, they're scared about what's coming because, you know, for a number of reasons. One being maybe they don't understand anything about it. Two, they remember the Left Behind series, and those guys were left alone when they found their parents clothes folded perfectly on the bed Uh, three uh, these beasts are super scary that we read about Uh, four similar to the rapture stuff if you don't come up here and pray and repent today uh, the rapture could happen before you get home tonight and therefore you need to do it so we start thinking about all this stuff and we start freaking out and we get excited about it yeah but i guess we're saying that we're not there yet plus we kind of say that about the rapture anyway Um, because we don't think it could just happen right here any second at this point, even though no man knoweth the day or the hour, which is not what we're talking about today, I know. But anyway, Ezekiel 38, um, we don't have to get excited in a bad way that this stuff is trending and what's happening because the Battle of Armageddon isn't here yet.
1: Right. Now, I will say this, though, Vince. Uh Uh-oh. It's it's very important to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Sure is. Um,
0: and we shouldn't let. What's that Im- mean though? Like, if I don't know, like Christianity language, like the na- your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That sounds like uh, that one guy who went around and tried to get the Ark of the Covenant, Indiana Jones thing. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Well, the way we do that, you know, Jesus uh, specifically told Nicodemus in uh, John chapter three. Uh, verse three through five that you must be born again of the water and the spirit. And, and he said, "How in the world can I do that? Yeah,
0: got to go back in my mother's womb. I'm I'm an old man now. <laughs> right? How would that work?
1: Yeah. So it kind of perplexed Nicodemus as well as it perplexes people nowadays. But sure does. Uh, if you need more information about that, all you got to do is contact us. We'll be happy to let you know how to be born again.
0: Go to endtime slash reborn or give us a call here eight hundred endtime. Uh, we will be doing open line tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so in the meantime, go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com to watch thousands of hours of free endtime content. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information,